Hey, this is Danny Lou coming at you with the Slow Traveling Soul Sister Podcast. Travel nourishes the soul and broadens the mind, but solo travel frees our imagination and builds our confidence. Hashtag go see do be. In this episode, I discuss Australia. I worked for the same company in the DMV, that's DC, Maryland, and Virginia, for 26 years. But then I did something totally out of the ordinary, which if you know me, you would know that I rarely do anything by a standard or in a conventional way. What did I do? I volunteered to be laid off. That's right. The company was hurting financially and they were laying off groups of people every month. So I volunteered at the age of 50 to be laid off. My upline was of course shocked, but I figured that for 26 years of loyal and dedicated service, I deserved to be treated with respect as I walked out the door, unlike most people who get laid off and are literally dragged out the door and can barely get their purse or their keys or anything like that. And respect is what I got. I chose my own date for termination, got a going away party at work and dinner at a nice restaurant. Plus I taught a colleague, my manager and my VP how to do my job in secret meetings for nearly three months before I left. In addition, they brought me back as an outside consultant the following summer for a major upgrade to one of their systems. But I planned this layoff exit over eight months. So what does this have to do with Australia? Well, one of my lifelong travel dreams was to visit Australia. However, I knew I wouldn't get my feel of the continent in a two week run through as most people do. So I plotted for a longer stay because really how often was I going to get to that part of the world? And that meant it wound up as my retirement dream trip. Also knowing how expensive it is to get there, eat there and live there. I made some adjustments to my lifestyle with more than five years before retiring. So after resting, relaxing and vacationing for almost nine months during my layoff, I applied for a consulting job with a company that knew of me and of my experience. Consulting as a business analyst, to fix broken deployment projects of a web software that I knew like the back of my hand is what I did for those next four plus years prior to my official retirement. As I said before, visiting Australia for an extended period of time was going to be very expensive and I needed to strategize for those next 
five years. For most of my consulting years, I lived in hotels in Scottsdale, Arizona, in Dallas, Texas, and on occasion in San Jose, California, where the tech company resided. I retired with nearly 3 million points and miles, all for my three-month Australia and New Zealand retirement trip. Almost every flight and hotel to and between Australia and New Zealand cost me slightly less than 2 million points and miles. And because of my consulting strategies, I had high status in the four major U.S. hotel groups and two of the three major U.S. airline alliances. Now, Australia has some great cities, wonderful food and drinks, wine, amazing landscapes. I did not run into any animal, reptile or spider that was poisonous or lethally dangerous, but it was the people that set it apart. So from February 1, 2018 through April 29, 2018, I visited the following cities and met some incredible people. I flew from JFK to Sydney, Australia. Indijit, she prefers Indy, is from Malaysia, and I met her on Facebook through my friend Kristen. Uh, once Kristen found out that I was going to Australia, she says, oh, I have a friend. Let me introduce you. And so Indy and I became Facebook friends and messaged back and forth. She wanted to know my plans and etc. So when I arrived, of course, I called her and um, we had already made a plan and she would take a one hour ride on the commuter train to Sydney from her house to show me around. She took me to a street fair with arts and crafts under the Harbor Bridge, which was just a few blocks behind my posh hotel and up to the tea room on the top floor of the Queen Victoria Mall, amongst many other hidden gems. We had a great time. Then I flew to Launceston, Tasmania, where I met up with my 10-day Tasmania tour group. I was the only American and of course the only black person. Gabby, our tour director who lives in Tasmania and knows so much about that wondrous island state made me feel as welcome as she did with the 30 plus other people. Chris and Tony, a lovely couple who chose to include me into every bit of fun and mischief that could be had on an escorted tour with total strangers. After Tony's pancreatic cancer treatments, they decided not to put off distant future travel plans. So Egypt and Canada were already booked for 2018 after they would leave this Tasmania tour. She's doing well still, three years later, thank God. I also got to see real Tasmanian devils in Tasmania, which was a bucket list item for me. And it was also where for the first time I ate Tasmanian salmon, Tasmanian scallop pies, and a wallaby. And I also drank Tasmanian beers and Tasmanian wines for the first time. Tasmania is an absolute must. Then after the tour, I spent a few more days in Hobart, Tasmania, which is a beautiful city. Then I flew to Melbourne, Australia, chilled out there for several days, maybe a week. Yeah, possibly. And then from Melbourne, I flew 
to do one month in New Zealand, both visiting both the North and South Islands. Then I flew back to Sydney, did some tours. Then I flew to Brisbane, Australia. Jason from Benidorm, Spain, picked me up from the airport. And after talking with him to the hotel, I decided to ask him to be my private guide and driver. He showed me around Brisbane, despite the dreary weather, he made it fun. And as a fellow photographer, showed me the best spots for cityscapes. Then I flew to Cannes, which is the Great Barrier Reef. On an all-day tour, I met a young couple, Yatin and Deepti from India. They had just recently moved to Brisbane and were visiting Cannes the same time I was. Then I flew to Perth, where I met up with Cheryl and Ray. I met Cheryl and Ray on the 10-day Tasmanian tour, and they said, when you get to Perth, call us up and we'll do a day. And they did. They drove me all around Perth on my first full day and showed me their city, favorite beaches and restaurants. What a glorious introduction to Perth. It's another not to be missed, but it's on the other side. It's like, you know, hanging around in New York and then wanting to go to California. So it's not to be missed. It really is a beautiful city with much to do, much to see. Then from Perth, I flew to Yulara, which is where Ayers Rock, Uluru is. I stayed there for three or four days, and then I flew to Adelaide, Australia, where I met up with Jenny, who I also met on the 10-day Tasmania tour. She also offered, she says, when you come to Adelaide, look me up or let me know in advance. And so I did. And so she drove me all over the coastal areas of Adelaide on one day. And then on the following day with her friend Marion, we went and visited some of the best vineyards and wineries on the planet in the famous Barossa Valley and McLaren Vale regions. Yum. Then after I left Adelaide, I flew to Canberra, which is the actual capital of Australia, like Washington, D.C. is the capital of the USA. My friend Joanne from Virginia, who I used to carpool with her and her family, she works for the U.S. State Department and was assigned there with her young family. They showed me around the Capitol and took great care of me. I just was pampered, just, you know, just like I was living at home. After Canberra, I flew back to Melbourne to just chill out and do some more tours. And then finally to Sydney again for several days before flying back to the USA. I was truly saddened to leave, truly, truly saddened to leave. After 55 years, the freedom of waking up and getting ready for the day or not, going where and when I wanted to and not worrying about being pulled over by corrupt cops or someone shooting me down because of the color of my skin was, to say the least, a huge relief. I knew I had made the best decision of my life to retire at that age. I headed back to the USA as promised, unfortunately. However, it was for important birthdays, a memorial, and Mother's Day. But then I jetted off again two weeks later to spend the summer in Europe. Anyway, I have no problem meeting new people anywhere. And wherever I go, most want to hear about my travels, especially when I reveal that I've been down under. However, an acquaintance 
a black female from the U.S. once remarked to me that she didn't want to go to Australia because of the way they treated the aboriginals, how they took their land and babies. I could not keep my thoughts to myself when I said, yet you have no problems living in America or how those same missionaries and colonizers raped, pillaged, and cheated the Native Americans here, or how they did the same to our ancestors in Africa and brought us over as slaves. In addition to retiring of your own free will to Georgia after the 2016 election. At least the Australian government officially apologized to the aboriginals. We never got that in America. We never got our 40 acres in a mule. Ooh, I had to walk away and calm down. How do you live amongst your enslavers, forgive them, and then make it look like somebody else did the dirty deeds of using and destroying black and brown nations around the world? The gall. Never mind about that now. Think of thoughts, breathe. As you can tell, that statement still affects me, as does other stupid remarks. Anyway, I did discover that a good bit of the Aussies are just as ignorant about their country as Americans are about theirs. Most Aussies have never been to Tasmania or Perth. Same country, just different states. Same as it is in the USA, a good portion of Americans have never left their own state for any reason. I still find that a hard pill to swallow but I understand that wanderlust is not in everyone's DNA. I also had to set a few Aussies straight on our then president and the divisive tactics he used to win the 2016 election. You see, Australia has its own version of Fox News. So some people had their world news kind of skewed. However, most of the people I chatted with were well aware of the real situation. Regardless of a few small-minded people, Australia should definitely be on everyone's bucket list, travel dream or wish list, whatever you want to call it. I've heard that it can be done in two weeks, but that's the same as saying the USA can be done in two weeks. Yeah, right. Only if you do Sydney, Melbourne, and the Great Barrier Reef. Same, same. Same, same as New York City, Washington, D.C., and Miami. Do those cities represent the whole USA? No, I don't think so. There's a whole lot to explore on an island that is almost the same size as the continental U.S. of A. I truly, truly made some forever friends on my Australia and New Zealand three-month odyssey. We're all Facebook friends, but for the majority of them, we also email and or message each other on a regular basis just to keep up to date on our lives. You can't call yourself a queen if you've never ruled. And that means reevaluating your preconceived notions and prejudices of other countries, races, and religions. America is far from perfect. And it isn't thought of as highly around the rest of the world as it used to be. But you would only know that if you travel beyond your own borders and especially to countries that don't rely on American tourist dollars to survive. In those non-pandering countries, you will get real opinions, good and bad. You will find them curious, especially about us. But I'm never offended. I'm just as curious about them and their way of life as they are about mine. 
Be the queen who will not hide behind the shadows of fear-mongering, half-truths, and straight-up lies about us and about others. Be that queen who is forever searching through her history and forging her rightful place in the future, wherever that may be. Thanks for tuning in. In the next episode, I talk about Black History Month. Please subscribe to the Slow Traveling Soul Sister Podcast. Leave me a review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Thank you. Peace. The Slow Traveling Soul Sister Podcast is sponsored and hosted by Selfish Me Travel.